You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. I am your host, Joe Brown, and I'm here today with the lifestyle architect, women's empowerment coach, wealth and luxury mindset coach, Malene Lee, who I had the opportunity to meet a month ago. And uh, she has this awesome energy about her. She has this, this beautiful way of absolutely killing it in business, but also having such an awesome uh, balance of spirituality and compassion and, and uh, a humbleness too. So, Malene Lee, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm so happy to be here, Joel. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be with you. And I'm excited to connect and talk and share some juicy insight with your audience. Yeah, I'm excited too, Malene. We always get into these uh, very in-depth conversations. And uh, it, it only made sense for you to be here today because you've got a lot of gems that you could share with the audience. Malene, let's, let's kick it off like this. Yeah. What is a lifestyle architect and why are you a lifestyle architect? I'm a lifestyle architect because everyone else calls themselves a life coach. And I just got really tired of hearing that term life coach, to be quite <laughs> honest. But, but no. Um, and the reason I came up with architect is because I support women in building their lives from the inside out. And so therefore, just like an architect builds a home, I'm helping people build a lifestyle that's sustainable for success and also building a life beyond their wildest dreams. So that's why I say architect, because it's really building their house, their own divine house from the inside out. Mm, I like that definition. That's awesome. It's mm. really awesome. So, Malene, what would you say is your superpower? My superpower would be manifesting things at a fast speed. And a couple of my girlfriends actually call me the 3D laser printer, meaning that <laughs> <laughs> whatever I think about or whatever I really desire, it manifests into real form, into reality very quickly. And in the beginning of my coaching, that's essentially what I was doing before I started developing other skill sets and honing in on them. But I'd say if there was a superpower that I had, it would definitely be that for sure. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. And, and what I can say for sure, just after seeing the way that you operate, because some people get a little bit mixed up when they hear the word like manifesting, they think it's, it, it's heavily the, um, I guess the, the basic understanding of law of attraction where it's like sit and kind of like, you know, you visualize it and all that and it comes into play. But for you, I definitely know that you're an action taker. Mm. You're, like you're, you're on the move and you're making it happen. Yeah. So what, what do you, what do you believe it is that, that, entrepreneurs are missing for the most part if they're like they're not making any moves if, if nothing's really coming into fruition when they're uh, when they're manifesting what are they they're missing in head. they're in their head too much you know I it yes and the great observation of what I do is for sure I take massive 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 action and I think that what entrepreneurs are missing is 
the piece of really just being in their heart and being in the action of what they want to create. And they stay in their head too long. And when we stay in our head, it's that thinking that gets us in trouble and gets us um, not from creating what we really want. So by getting out of our head and into action, it really supports us getting towards the goal and also being detached from the goal by taking a lot of action and knowing, okay, I'm going to take this action towards my overall vision, but it's not the only action I'm taking. So I'm not super attached to that particular action. Mm, this is good. This is really good. So how do you build your business? What are, what, are your, what are your like steps within your own business? How have you structured your business and how does it work for you? I mean, building a business is no joke. I think being an entrepreneur is something that you need to really desire and want in your life. It's not something that, because I think, you know, Joel, there's so many coaches out there that tell people that they can start their own business or just go for it. And like, I think that's all fair, but if there's not like a real yearning and hunger and desire and fire and drive, then building a business might not be for you. And there's ways that you can define your success within Maybe being an employee of someone else could be the way that your success is defined, you know? So, but for me, building my business and starting out and going after what I wanted, it really took a hunger and a desire and a knowing that whatever happens, I was going to make it. Like I, w I was never not going to be successful. You know, I knew that if I had to clean a toilet, wait a table, um, drive cars, like drop people off, babysit, whatever I needed to do to be successful, I was going to do that. And so I think that while there's so many various components that went into actually building the business, I think one of the main components that has been along the entire journey of building my business has been having an unshakable faith and belief in myself as well as developing and cultivating a strong relationship with a higher power. I choose to call God. Everyone else, you know, you can have whatever your higher power is. Mine just happens to be God. And those two components in building my business have been what has totally brought me to really overnight success, to be honest. Mm, something bigger than yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, something I always say like to my clients, it could be the tree outside, it could be the energy of love, it could be, you know, Buddha, Allah, whatever it is, but just find something that's going to support you because the storms will likely come. And when they do, you need to have something that supports you in getting through it. And having that higher power relationship will really support you in overcoming those storms. Yeah, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. Someone asked me recently, oh, Joel, how do you deal with, yeah, you know, go to these events and I speak at these events and people come up and it can be a bit of overload sometimes. People know that you have that value, which I'm sure you experienced too. Mm -hmm. And they ask and ask someone, was like, how do you deal with that? And, and um, you know, and, and people coming up going, oh, yeah, Joel Brown. And I said, look, honestly, I give God the glory. Like it's, I'm just a vessel, <laughs> you know, and, and it's crazy how your mindset shifts. Even when I get up to speak on stage, I have the same kind of thing. I'm like, 
you know, God, please deliver through me what needs to come out today. And, and mm. it's just, it takes that weight off because it, you know that it's not just you and it's all on you. And I think with our, our like uh, limiting beliefs that are in place so heavily in this society, in this culture, in this day and age, there is this whole thing of like, am I good enough? Mm. Or like failure, mistakes are bad. I need to be 100% on. And I think when you realize that you're, you're part of an even bigger picture, mm. it really helps. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that I, I too, before I do anything, like even before I got on this interview with you, I said, please, dear God, speak and act through me and allow whatever message needs to be delivered to just come through me. And I say that on every call I get on with a client, on any interview I do on pretty much on a daily basis, even in the morning, the first thing I do is pray and ask that I be energized through source that God speaks through me. Because really me left to my own devices, I might just be banging my head against the wall all day or, you know, not really have the energy. And I'll be so in my head that one key component that I was saying about before, what entrepreneurs really need to know is that getting out of your head is such an important piece. And if you're in your head, you're not with God. Like if you're thinking about stuff, you're not with your higher power. And it really is about the bigger picture, as you were saying, and allowing yourself to like be the vessel to deliver the unique message that you were put on earth to deliver. Mm, we're going deep, Melaine. We're going, <laughs> we're going really deep. deep. I mean, <laughs> it's a rabbit yeah. hole, but like truly, you know, I think anyone that has made a massive, massive success of themselves has found a power greater than themselves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we, what I love about the human body and the human mind is the fact that we have unlimited potential. Like we really do. That's been gifted to us. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And so therefore they only play as far as their eyes can see, but it's like, what if you could go a little bit further? Mm. I mean, we already have everything within us and around us to make things happen. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible when you start like really thinking about it and going deep with it and feeling into it and, and exploring what's there and what's possible. It's, I, I've always looked at another human being and, and if they're crushing it, I'm like, well, that's totally possible. I can do that too. Hmm. Which is you a know, great program your mind in a way. Cause I think if you're, hmm. if you're looking at people and saying, Oh, I, I'm so jealous or envious of what they're creating, then you're missing the point. And really, if it's showing up around you, then the opportunity, like you're saying, is to say, oh, that's awesome. Then it's totally possible for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was listening to a sermon uh, about a, a few weeks ago, and this guy was doing this whole breakdown, and it was crazy. He linked everything back to pride and envy. Mm. This, of this whole limitation because there's this kind of loop where it's like if you're too proud you shut things out and you like you leave no room to learn and if you're envious you're going to want to try and do something like someone or you're trying you, you feel like that you know that comparison is a thief of joy that's going to go on and it's going to keep going on and and to counteract that you're going to try and fill yourself with pride to then take over so it's like you need when you're aware of that and conscious of it then it's like okay i don't need to play either one full out 
but I need I can step in this and have a healthy balance of it. Mm. And uh, John D. Martini was talking about how like you have a little bit of that narcissism, but also that altruism that needs to come into play. So it's like having a healthy balance in everything you do. And that's what I love about what you do, uh, Lane, is that you have that uh, healthy balance, which I believe is, is one of the keys to your like, you know, 3D printing uh, manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> so so sure. what, do you, what do you do to balance out regularly? Oh, such a good question. You know, I think that balance is maybe I'm going to reframe the word balance and say rhythm because my life is like very rhythmic in that there are some weeks and I think the lifestyle of an entrepreneur or business person is like this, right? There's like ebbs and flows, just like the ocean has massive waves and then sometimes it's really calm. And it's very similar in the lifestyle of, let's just speak for me as me as an entrepreneur. And there are many weeks that I'm super busy and I have sales calls and there's so much going on. And then there's some weeks where there's a little bit more of a lull and maybe I'm just writing or, you know, taking a little bit of a breather or creating new curriculum and content, whatever it is. So I think for me that it's really uh, enjoying and being present to that ebb and flow and that rhythm of life and not putting judgment on, mm, I should be doing more, Ooh, I should be doing less and creating a criticism or judgment around what I should be doing because therefore I'm just stealing the joy of the moment, you know? And so that really is an important practice for me is to just really be present in the moment and to appreciate whatever is going on. So if I'm extremely busy or if I'm extreme, if things are extremely slow and there's really not much going on and to not make myself right or wrong for whatever is happening, but to really just be in like the gratitude of what is. And that is that's a practice. I mean, that's like a daily choice. <laughs> like, like by no means am I perfect at this, but what I've learned as an entrepreneur is that I will literally kill myself if I'm trying to get it right all the time or make it like evenly perfect every day. It's just never going to be that way. And so to surrender into the flow of the day and to just really be present and accepting of what is and not making it wrong if it's really busy or really slow and knowing that just like nature, like look to nature for everything in your own life, just like nature, the water ebbs and flows. That's the same with our scheduling. And so it's just to like be an acceptance of that. Yes, yes, yes. I love that you said that. Yeah, it, it is funny as entrepreneurs, we always are like putting more and more on our plate. It's like we put the next thing on before we even finish the last thing. <laughs> totally. So I totally get that. I, and what's interesting is so like I have like Sabbath now, right? So I yeah. like I have a day off. Uh, and even God had a day off. He's like, you know, he rested on the seventh day, right? So, yeah. so for me, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm really going to have that balance. And it's crazy. I, I've actually... Uh, achieved more within my business because I have a day off mm. and it like kind of on a surface level doesn't make sense. Cause you'd think like you, you're outputting more, but I have this, like this chance to kind of take a bird's eye view of what I've done for the week. You know, once I get into that first day again of the week, I like take a bird's eye view with a fresh mind. 
I think we get so in it that we can't really see too far because we're so emotionally involved in it and we're burning ourselves out. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, you know, I think burnout is a real thing. You know, adrenal fatigue is a real thing. Like these things can happen. And when you're racing, success is really something that each person gets to define on their own terms and not race after some, if you're racing after someone else's definition of it, you're always going to fall short. You're always going to feel an overwhelm and you're always going to feel behind. So it's like defining life on your terms and what you really want to create on a daily basis. And for sure, putting that rest period in is so essential, even like little meditation respites throughout the day too, to just like recalibrate and realign within yourself so that you're making, I mean, when we're tired or we're in burnout, we're not making choices that are reflective of what our higher self wants. Yeah. We're operating at a lower level, right? For sure. And, and then therefore we're likely going to get ourselves into, you know, some messes and, and really not being in alignment with what's, what's the best for us or what we really want, right? Because we're operating from that lower, that lower vibration, that lower energy, for sure. Mm, love this, Melaine. So, so <laughs> Melaine, let's, let's go into uh, the mechanics real quick because yeah. you know, I interview a lot of people when we talk about mindset and story, but I really feel like with you, you're such an open book and I love that. And um, I, I think it'd be good for the listeners to have an understanding of how you set your business up in the sense of like what revenue streams do you have coming in? Mm. So how do you get to like live? Cause you travel quite a bit and yeah. you know, you're, uh, you're always in the move and you have awesome, exciting things happening. You get to go to a lot of cool events and meet a lot of awesome people. So how have you uh, created your own business in a way where it supports uh, your growth and your freedom and, uh, and your creativity? Mm, that's a really good question. And I think, you know, something that's important for the audience to know is that when I started my business about um, two and a half years ago, I had decided I actually got fired from my job. And so my choice was to start my own business. And I decided that and something that was really on my heart was to travel. And so as I built my business, I was traveling the entire time. So, you know, I, I didn't, sometimes I didn't even know where I was going to be living the next week. And, you know, and in the interim, I'm having sales calls and, you know, and I think what that really gave me was the ability to make decisions quickly, swiftly, and to not stay in my head too much, to constantly stay in action, and to really surrender to the process and to get super, super present to the moment, the day. Because if I was worried about next week, which I didn't even know where I was going to be living, then I would be in overwhelm, overdrive, and really nervous. And I think that supported me those components internally supported me in building my business. Now, strategically building my business, what I focused on in the beginning were the higher ticketed items, meaning what's going to bring in the largest amount of revenue. So not worrying so much about membership sites or starting a podcast or, um, you know, selling little online meditations or an ebook. I didn't worry about all of the little 
minutiae of things that I could sell. And what I really focused on was just my highest ticketed item, which was my one-on-one coaching. And so that's what I really focused on selling. Now, when it came to selling that program, there were various means that I sold it through, through um, online summits or series, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, um, which is where you interview other people. I also went through avenue of like kind of the old school way, networking through different events, reaching out to people, um, constantly being in connection and conversation with other people. But what I really think was important too, as I was building my business and solely focusing on just the one-on-one package, I was traveling and I was really public about it on social media. And so people were attracted to the life that I was leading. And they would literally say like, what are you doing? I want what you have. And I was like, oh, if you want what I have, you can have it. I'll coach you and teach you how I've gotten here. And that really was supportive of the expansion and explosion of my business. And then I'd say once I got into a space where I was really mastering the one-on-one coaching, then I introduced group coaching. Then I introduced smaller, lower level um, components, which were or I shouldn't say lower level, I should say lower price components of my business, such as an ebook, um, some self-study courses, um, you know, that, so that way there was more of a range, but that all came in a little bit later on. So I think the way I did it was a little bit opposite of where, how a lot of people approach building their business. Maybe they focus on the lower, I'm sorry, the lower price. And to the higher price, I focused on the higher price and then incorporated some lower price items. Wow. Malene, thank you for pulling the curtain back on that. <laughs> That's really <laughs> cool. I, I love how you like lower and you go to say lower end. It's funny because we say that in marketing, right? So we yeah. say lower end, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, lower price because there's value within everything that you do. Like that's what it's supposed to be. And, and you do, I know you kick goals with that. Um, and, and so that's really the key. And what I loved is that you were alluding to uh, at the start of what you were explaining is that it's not about um, what you have, it's who you are. Like mm-hmm. they saw what you were doing and they wanted to have more of what you've been able to achieve. And so you said, okay, join me on the, join me on this walk and I'll uh, talk with you. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And you did do it backwards. You know, you, there's a, not a lot of people that I know that have gone that route where they've gone, you know, higher ticket, uh, like masterminds, retreats and things like that. So you've done really well and you've, you know, created a, a multiple six figure, uh, you know, opportunity uh, there for yourself that now you get to feed back into the business and feed into the lifestyle and you get to also contribute at a higher level. So well done. That's, that's a huge success. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, and, and that was something like within six months I hit six figures and then, you know, Mm. now I'm hitting six figures in a month, which is really, really awesome. And, but I think one of the key components too, throughout the entire journey of building this business was also being super connected to my why and the vision of, you know, why I'm actually doing this. Cause it's it really, for me, it's not about the money. It's about giving back to my family and being able to give them a lifestyle that they've never been able to experience um, as well as giving it to 
myself and I would say like my immediate family. So my extended family would be, you know, my mother, my sisters, my brother, my, my sister, I don't have sisters, my sister, my brother, and, you know, those kind of people in my life. So I think being super connected to my why also gave me the drive to really make this a success. I mean, again, success was not being a success has never been an option. It's always like, this is what's going to work. And I think that that belief allowed this system to work for me. I think if we believe that, you know, if we believe anything will work for us, it will. It's that solid belief and faith that it'll work for you and it will. Yeah. I love that. Like, it's just like your back's against the wall. You know, when you got your why, they say, uh, find a why that makes you cry. Mm-hmm. Really, that, that's a thing right there. That, that it, It's funny because it pushes and it pulls you. So, it pushes, if, if you uh, craft it in a certain way, you can craft it as, you know, this is why I'm really doing it because you want to get yourself out of that pain. But also, if you can have a, a pleasure element to it, it's like a, a push and a pull at the same time. It's way more powerful. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Melaine, if you could share three to four uh, things that, that people nowadays need to focus on if they really want to succeed in life, what would those three to four things be? The three to four key things to show off for you. Three to four key things. Well, I would definitely say to be successful in life in general one of the most important things would be to find a higher power. You know, I've been talking about it this whole time. And I think that it's just so important to develop a relationship so that you have that relationship that really supports you when things aren't going your way, when shit is hitting the fan, when there's experiences in life that you just really can't explain and you're baffled and confused and you feel lost, that you have that to lean on because that's just such an important piece. And it has been such an important piece for me. So I think that a life without that is some is is going to be a, a lot harder than it needs to be for you. So really like letting go of any stigma that you might have around maybe religion or any of those things and just being open. Um, and the second piece would definitely be to really remain open. And by that, I mean, just really allowing yourself to receive whatever is coming at you and not placing judgment or criticism or any kind of connotation on anything that's coming into your field or zone because if it's coming into your life, there's a reason. So it's just acknowledging and accepting and really being open to the possibility or the opportunity that might be coming your way because a lot of times opportunity comes in shapes and forms that we don't realize and we're we're too busy looking out you know the window for the opportunity that we think's coming through this one window when really it's coming in through the back door so it's just really remaining open so that when it does come in you're not disregarding it or judging it to be something else um and i would say you know, the other component is to really stay in radical authenticity. So I think a lot of times people 
you know, especially nowadays with social media, there's so much that's being thrown at us and it's so easy to just follow, 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 but maybe just like pulling away for a moment and getting really quiet about what's your truth? Like what is authentic for, you know, let's just say for me, for Malene, like what's authentic for Malene? What is Malene's, what does radical authenticity look like for Malene? You know, does it mean that I drop the F-bomb every other second? Or does it mean that I'm, you know, um, super loving and just feel like I'm an ethereal being floating around? Like, what does radical authenticity look like for Malene? So I think that that's a really key component, like constantly checking in with what your radical authenticity looks like, what your truth looks like, and then how can you convey that? And, and the last piece that I think is super important is making sure your intention matches your impact. You know, I've had so many experiences with myself as well as clients that I've worked with that are also entrepreneurs. And they'll say to me, Malene, but my heart is pure and, and my intentions are pure. And I'm like, well, that means shit if your impact is really lousy, you know? If, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, let's just call a spade a spade. If I'm going to go in to a supermarket with a gun in my hand. And this is like a really extreme example, but I think it will land the message. And if I'm going into the supermarket with a gun in it's my that, hand. It's that New Jersey gangster coming out of you. It's the New Jersey <laughs> girl coming out. You know what I mean? It's the good thing <laughs> me. So if, that, if I go into a supermarket with a gun in my hand and my intention is not to fire it at all, but just to hold it in my hands and to casually, you know, have a nice grocery shop. And then it fires and it hits the ground and then it hits someone and that person, you know, is killed by the bullet. The impact is I killed someone and now I have to pay the consequences. And like, while that's such an extreme example, I think a lot of times we're like, what well, my intention was pure, but that doesn't really matter if the impact is super different. So it's constantly checking in with what, is the impact you're creating not only for yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, but also for people around you. That's really important. How are you being received? Because, you know, maybe your intention is to be a loving, you know, compassionate, open person. But if you're being received as closed and cold and unkind, like you really want to check in with what's going on. Because at the end of the day, we only occur in relation to each other. Yes, 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 and yes. Mm -hmm. You dropped some big bombs right there. Those four <laughs> points, just to recap, because I love this. I absolutely mm -hmm. love this. Uh, the first one was to be aligned, okay? Mm -hmm. To be aligned. The uh, second one is to be open. Third is to be authentic. And the fourth is be intentional. Mm -hmm. Or intentional with your impact. I like that you mm -hmm. added that in there. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of people don't take responsibility like they take responsibility for the success that they have. They're like, oh yeah, I, I did that. But <laughs> they don't own when they screw up. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think it's like, you know, the last piece is like making sure your intention and your impact are in alignment with each other. You know, making sure that the, I always say making sure the music and the lyrics are matching up because sometimes we have these lyrics, but then the tune is like totally different than what we drafted. So it's just making sure the music and the lyrics are in alignment with each other. 
Yeah, that's that rhythm right there that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Love it. Maybe something's there. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's a quote that's I need cool. to put on uh, Instagram. <laughs> yep, I think so. <laughs> awesome stuff, Melaine. Melaine, we're getting closer to the end of the interview. I just wanted to uh, have you share where we can find you online. Yeah, for sure. You guys can find me online at melanelee.com, which is simply my first and middle name. I don't actually go by my last name anymore. Pulls an Angelina Jolie. Um, so it's M-A-L-A-I-N-E-L-E-A.com. And over there you can find all my services, my self-study courses, and my Divine Goddess Revolution podcast that I just launched. Beautiful. Thank you, Melaine. Thank you. Now, Melaine, thanks a million for jumping on. We're going to wrap this interview up with this last question. And the last question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that sound like? No pressure, Joel. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, so this is my last 30, like I'm going to, I'm like leaving earth after this 30-second speech. It's your, it's your parting advice. Yeah. It's you my got parting this. advice. All right. All right. Ah, don't take yourself so seriously and just have a really good time. Like, just have fun with life. Do what lights you up. Lean into your joy and your bliss because at the end of the day, what really matters most is if you actually enjoyed the ride. The rest doesn't matter. If you're not enjoying it, then why do it? 